is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. I wanted to take this time to talk to you about an exciting new thing I'm going to try. I need your help to make it work. Most of you know Little Hedgehog and many of you love her, as do I. So I'm definitely going to be writing more stories about Little Hedgehog in the future. And if you've listened to her stories, you know that she likes to collect things. At first, she collected hats. But once she found out that she couldn't wear hats to school, she switched to collecting belts. After collecting a ridiculous number of belts, she switched to vests. So here's the question I have for you. What should Little Hedgehog collect next? You guys know Little Hedgehog as well as I do at this point. And I also know that you're very creative. I get a lot of emails with beautiful drawings from listeners just like you and I am always just amazed by your creativity. So I need you to help me answer this very pressing question. What will Little Hedgehog collect next? Big people, listen up because this involves you. Big people, you have to find the voice memo app on your phone. I have faith that you can find it. Then hit record. And tiny people, you have to say a few things. Say your name. Tell me how old you are. And then tell me what you think Little Hedgehog should collect next. Then big people, just email them to me at ria at littlestoriestinypeople.com. That's it. And if you do all those very simple things, you might hear your own voice on the podcast. I know. I'm really excited too. Okay, so get cracking. Come on. Oh, but first. Let's do the story. It's called Brambleton the Ambassador. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. And then the gang and I went kite riding. We found some kids flying kites and scuttled onto one after it fell in the grass. It was wild, dude. Oh, and the next day, there were even more kids outside with model airplanes. Catching a ride in one of those, it's indescribable, Brambleton. You've got to try it sometime. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe the kite thing. Definitely not the airplane. Brambleton T. Beetle and his cousin, Delphine, were standing alongside hundreds of other beetles at the annual spring party. The party was always a raucous good time, with lots of dandelion tea, food, and games. They just had to sit through the opening announcements, and then the real fun would begin. Howdy, every beetle! Thank you for joining us for the annual spring party! Hey, Brambleton, isn't that your leafboarding instructor? Oh, yeah, it is. That's weird. 
As Brambleton's former leaf forty instructor turned master of ceremonies continued, Let me hear you say, Spring! 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 Brambleton went back to sipping his dandelion tea, thinking of all the things he needed to do after the party. Uh, I need to schedule my exoskeleton shining appointment. As you all know, at the annual spring party, we announce the new Beetle Ambassador. Okay, also need to write a thank you card to Cousin Elvis. The honor goes to a beetle who is open to new experiences. Oh, and duh, I, I need to buy more dandelion tea. Can't run out of that. And the new ambassador is Brambleton Tea Beetle. Brambleton T. should report to the information desk for information on his upcoming trip. Everyone, give Brambleton T. a big round of applause. Brambleton looked up absently and started clapping his feet together. Now let's party! All the beetles started scuttling toward the food tents. Brambleton turned to go, but Delphine wheeled him around. Brambleton, you've been selected. You're the new beetle ambassador. Oh, no, that's impossible. They never picked me. But they did pick you. <laughs> Delphine, you must have misheard them. They probably said Brambleton D. Beetle. He's that beetle who lives near your aunt. You know, the one with the socks. I mean, why socks? Beetles don't need socks. They just get dirty. I'll never understand it. Brambleton, look, Delphine said, picking up a flyer some beetle had dropped on the ground. In big letters, it read, Congratulations, new ambassador, Brambleton, T. Beetle. See, I told you. Brambleton felt dizzy. He rewound the whole thing in his brain. And the new ambassador is Brambleton T. Beetle! Oh dear. Brambleton, this is a good thing. It only goes to beetles who are adventurous and open to new experiences. And that's me? Of course. Think of all the stuff you've done. After leafboarding, you went hiking, you came to that rad concert with us, and, oh, remember karaoke? Hey, wait a second. You don't become ambassador without being nominated. Brambleton narrowed his eyes at his cousin. Delphine looked away. Delphine? La, 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 la. Delphine? La 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 Let's get some dandelion tea, shall we? Every beetle's been raving about it. Delphine. Okay, okay, I nominated you. Oh, I knew it. Why did you do that? Because I knew you'd be a great ambassador. You just needed a little push. Brambleton looked at the ground. What did you tell them? 
I told them all the stuff you've done, and I guess they were impressed. I've done all those things, but they scared me. Also, I can't even fly. It'll take me forever to walk. Brambleton, it's good to do things that scare you. And walking is good for you. It keeps your thorax, I don't know, sharp. Now, come on, let's go find out where you get to go. Delphine grabbed one of Brambleton's legs and dragged him to the information booth. On the way, Beatles kept coming up to congratulate Brambleton. All of the attention made Brambleton want to crawl under a damp leaf. After a visit to the information booth, Brambleton staggered away carrying a huge stack of pamphlets. Delphine helped him carry them over to the nearest dandelion stand. Brambleton took a sip of his tea and sighed. (sighs) Oh, Delphine, what did you get me into? Brambleton, this is going to be fun. And can you believe I get to come as your assistant? I'm so excited. We get to meet a whole new village of beetles. We'll tell them about our village. They'll tell us about theirs. Right. Brambleton was nervous. Being the beetle ambassador was a big job. He had to travel over the hill to a village of beetles no beetle had ever met before. He had to make friends with them learn from them, and bring back stories to share with his own beetles. He was glad Delphine could come with him, but he still couldn't help feeling like they'd picked the wrong beetle for the job. Later, when Brambleton was asleep under a damp leaf, he had a vivid dream. Well now, looks like Delphine nominated her cousin to be the ambassador. Did anyone nominate Delphine? Because if not, I certainly will. Looks like no beetle did. Strange. Delphine would be the perfect ambassador. Why would she nominate her cousin? Remember how when they went to that rad concert, Brambleton secretly wanted to leave halfway through because it was too loud? And remember how when he went to sing karaoke, he tripped over one of his legs and fell off the stage and had to pretend he was crowd surfing? Hey, how do they know that stuff? Brambleton mumbled, waking up. Then he realized it was just a dream. But sometimes dreams feel so real. And this one certainly did. Brambleton nestled himself further under his damp leaf and slowly fell back to sleep. Brambleton and Delphine spent the next few days studying up for their trip. They learned how to greet new beetles, basically just say hello and be polite, what to tell them about their village, basically all the good stuff, none of the weird stuff, and what to watch for, what the beetles eat, how they move about their daily routines, and how they celebrate important events. Brambleton was instructed to write everything down in his notepad. Delphine was beside herself. This is going to be epic, she shouted more than once, to which Brambleton replied, Is it? Every single time. After three days of preparation, they were ready to go. Brambleton tucked his notebook under a leg 
and they set out towards the big hill. A few hours into the trip, Delphine began to get antsy. All they'd seen was grass, trees, a ladybug, which, of course, is just a fancy beetle. Also, a squirrel had nearly stepped on them in its escape from a fox. Otherwise, not too much excitement. Dum-dee-dum, dum-dee-dee-dum, dibbity-dup, dibbity-dup-dee-dum. Brambleton stopped and glanced at Delphine. He'd known her a long time, and she never did that weird singing thing unless she was completely, painfully bored. He also knew that she knew that Brambleton did not like the weird singing thing at all. Dum diddly dum, bubba dee doo. Delphine. A bit Delphine. Oh, yes. We have a ways to go. I know. I didn't expect it to be like this. Like what? We're getting fresh air and the sun is shining. It's beautiful out. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, but where are the dangers? Where are the scary parts? This is all just very normal and boring. Brambleton sighed. He was not bored at all. In fact, he quite liked the trip so far. It was a new experience, and it wasn't just for fun. It also came with responsibilities, and Brambleton liked to be useful. Well, I don't know what to tell you. This is the trip. They said you had to be open to new experiences. They never said you had to be a thrill seeker. As Brambleton looked at his extremely bored cousin, he noticed something for the first time. He'd always thought of Delphine as being more capable in every way, better at everything. But suddenly, he realized he was better at doing things that had to be done. And sometimes, you just have to do things. It's part of life. It was the first moment Brambleton thought perhaps he'd been picked as the ambassador for a good reason. All right, let's go, Delphine said with a smile. No more singing? No more singing. Of course, Delphine kept singing because she kept forgetting that she'd promised she wouldn't. And Brambleton kept having to remind her to stop. Delphine, please. But eventually, they made it to the crest of the big hill. They looked down and saw... exactly the same stuff they'd just trudged through for hours. There are no alligators or anything. Alligators? Or dragons or angry unicorns. Personally, I don't want to meet an angry unicorn. Brambleton led the way down the hill, through tall blades of grass and damp leaves, over rocks and under logs. Soon, Brambleton and Delphine came upon three beetles collecting clovers. Greetings from over the hill, Brambleton said. The beetles stopped working and stared. I am Brambleton T. Beetle, ambassador from the Beetle Village on the other side of the hill. This is my assistant, Delphine. One of the beetles stepped forward, still clutching a clover top. I'm Crabbleton P. This is Bumbleton and Bimblebee. Never met a Brambleton before, he said with a smile. Bumbleton and Bimblebee stumbled forward to offer their hellos. Come on, then, Crabbleton said. 
I'll take you to meet every beetle. Let's go. I'm so excited, Delphine whispered as they neared the village. Maybe I'll find my beetles here. Huh? You know, my tribe. Thrill seekers, rock climbers, beetles are into all the stuff I'm into. You did notice that the three of them were quietly picking clovers before we showed up, right? They stepped into a clearing, and there was the village, sprawled out in front of them. The first thing Delphine noticed was how quiet it was. Crabbleton, is everyone out on an adventure? Oh no, it's nap time. The whole village takes a nap at this hour, except for those of us who have especially exciting jobs to do, like picking clover. Nap time. Right. But after nap time, every beetle's gonna be, like, jet-setting around all over the place. Right? Not really. Not too much jet-setting here. Brambleton pulled out his notepad and began jotting down a few notes. Quiet village. Not much jet-setting. No, Brambleton's, he wrote. Would you all like some clover tea? Crabbleton asked. We'd love some. Brambleton took the tea and sipped. Thank you. It's delicious. Brambleton returned to his notepad. Village drinks clover tea, he wrote. Tastes like dandelion tea, but more clovery. As Brambleton made more notes in his notepad, every beetle seems to have a pet rock and a fondness for scarves. Delphine became increasingly impatient. This is the least adventurous adventure I've ever been on. Delphine, what did you expect? Thrills, excitement, intrigue, danger. (laughs) Well, this is my kind of excitement. Meeting new beetles, learning new things. But is your heart racing? Is there a chill reverberating through your exoskeleton? Thankfully, no. Just then, Crabbleton came over with some mulberry pie. Pie, thank you, Brambleton said, clapping a few feet together. Delphine sighed and took a bite of some pie, wondering if she could sneak off without any beetle noticing. The next few days were filled with Brambleton's kind of excitement. They learned how to bake this village's version of a dandelion pancake, and they took a very slow ride on an enormous leaf boat, which Delphine kept trying to tip over without success. Brambleton made dandelion tea for everyone and gave a presentation about his village, which all the beetles sat through politely and laughed lightly at the funny parts. He went off on a bit of a tangent about how it is silly for beetles to wear socks because... They just get dirty and create unnecessary laundry, which requires time and energy. Every beetle nodded good-naturedly until he got back on track. Brambleton loved his job as ambassador and felt like he was doing well at it. After his presentation, Brambleton noticed Delphine was not there. He found her by the edge of the village lake, kicking some pebbles into the water. Delphine, you okay? Yeah. Did you know there's not one alligator here? Brambleton shrugged. I'm sorry this trip has been such a bore for you, but thank you for coming along anyway. 
I know it meant a lot to you when I came leaf boarding, and this means a lot to me. Delphine looked up and smiled. <laughs> I think I'm as bored as much as you were scared of leaf boarding. Brambleton laughed. I think so too. And I think it's time to go. Oh, thank goodness. I don't think I could have lasted another day in this peaceful village. Brambleton and Delphine said their goodbyes to the many Crabbletons, Bumbletons, Bimblebees, and Demetries. Crabbleton P. gave them a sack full of clover tea bags to share with their beetles back home, and he wrapped scarves around their thoraxes. I made these myself, he said shyly. They waved goodbye and watched as the beetles all headed under some damp leaves for nap time. I'm going to miss all this peace and quiet. These are my kind of beetles, Brambleton said. On the way back home, a deer very nearly stepped on them, and a strong gust of wind gave Brambleton a brief scare, but otherwise, it was a quiet trip. Brambleton gave Delphine a hug before they parted ways to return home. Brambleton, you are a wonderful ambassador. Thanks, Delphine. Hey, Delphine! Delphine turned to see her friends, Paolo and Lex. We're going cliff jumping, and after that we're going to look for some angry unicorns. Wanna come? Do I ever? Bye, Brambleton, Delphine shouted and zipped into the air, buzzing away with her friends. Bye, Brambleton called, but Delphine was already out of sight. Brambleton went home to type up his notes. collect pillows. I don't know. Let's see. I have some books in here. I'm looking around and I'm trying to think what little hedgehog could collect next. Like I said before, I really need your help. Now, now you're released from the story, so you can go get on that. But before you go, I have to give some special thanks today. There are two mermaids out there I have to thank. Ellie and Olivia. They are mermaids and they're sisters, and they're awesome. So apparently mermaids live in lakes, too. All of a sudden, Ellie and Olivia popped out of the water, and they said, Rhea, thank you so much for your stories. And I was blown away for multiple reasons. Number one, I had no clue that mermaids were real. So that was just mind-blowing in itself. Then I didn't know that mermaids could listen to podcasts, but apparently they can. I have so many questions about this, but I just want to say thanks. So Ellie and Olivia, thank you so much. My next special thanks go out to Ellie and Hayden two little beetles who I saw recently. They were actually in my basement and they waved hello and they were so friendly. Well, actually, Hayden was napping at the time. So Ellie was really friendly. The beetle, not the mermaid. Let's get it straight, guys. So anyway, after seeing them, I realized I needed to write another story about Brambleton. So thank you guys for inspiring this story. I also want to thank Olive. Olive is a little bear. Um, she's actually friends with Sebastian the bear, if you might, you might remember him. But anyway, so Olive just recently woke up from her hibernation 
because it's almost spring. She stopped by my studio and she told me that she had been waiting her whole hibernation to hear all the stories I've done. So she was really excited to catch up. And talking to her, I just felt so inspired that it got me started on more stories. So Olive, thank you so, so much. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it. Share it with a friend. Help me get the word out because tiny people seem to really like the stories. I want to reach more of them. And you can help me. If you guys draw pictures of the stories, please take a picture and email it to me at riaalittlestoriestinypeople.com. I just love seeing your drawings. And I cannot wait to hear your voices and your ideas for what little hedgehog should collect next. So get on it, guys. I need your help. Thank you, as always, for listening in. <laughs>